Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 3, episode 37. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. I'm delighted to welcome Shane and Jocelyn Sams, who are from the Flip Lifestyle podcast, and their two children. We've got Isaac and Anna Jo. Um, Isaac is eight years old and Anna Jo is six. Um, And we're going to be talking through our 10 questions and getting to know a little bit about um, what they think about their schooling and, and, um, and also what they might change if they had the choice. So welcome very much to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you. Isaac, thanks for having us. Yeah, you're very welcome. So, first of all, um, whereabouts are you in the US? Because our, our UK listeners over here will certainly realise that you're not you're not from um, England. So, whereabouts are you in America? We are actually uh, from Kentucky, um, right on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee. So, we are from the South in the United States. Fantastic. And what type of schooling do you do at the moment? What type of school are you at? Uh, we go to a uh, public school. It is a city independent school. Um, here in Kentucky. So it is a state school, but it's like ran by a small local community, basically. It's not a big county school or something like that. Got you. Okay. So it may well be that a lot of these things that um, seem like good ideas are things that um, are things that you get the experience of already, which is kind of my experience from chatting to some other children already when it's a, a small community-based school. They're, they're often a lot of this sort of uh, um, pupil-first idea and child-centered learning really comes across, which is seems to be the key to everyone being very happy so so let's crack straight on and here we go with question one so if you could design your own classroom what would it look like and and by that I mean kind of in terms of sort of space would you have a sort of a big sort of loft style room where you can do lots of things a bit of study bit of exercise bit of I don't know trampolining something Um, or would it be sort of a more traditional classroom where you're sort of sat in um, rows and, and working at tables what what sort of thing if you had complete control what sort of classroom would you like to work in Isaac so what would what kind of class if you could make if you could design your own class like if you could build it in Minecraft like your school what would you what would you want your classroom to look like do you like it at desks and tables like it is now or would you make it different um, desk, I'll make I'll make a desk like mommy and daddy <laughs> and I would have two or three computers at your at your desk yeah <laughs> so you had, uh, what do you mean you would want a desk like mommy and daddy's what do you mean like exactly like yours oh you want like an office desk like yeah. we work on like every day yeah. and i and i want lots of ta- tables and chairs okay there'll be lots of cubbies you'd have lots of cubbies yeah so you could bring would you, you want to bring more stuff to school than what you they let you bring now or something yeah. Oh. And there will be. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> You've opened a what, rabbit hole. Yeah. What sort? What sort of stuff would you like to bring into school? Then, what sort of stuff would you take? Uh, what would you put in your cubbies? All these new massive cubbies that you're building. Like one of like each student gets two cubbies, and one of them is for like the stuff they did like the day before, so they can bring it back, and or they can put it in their dryer, so, and then the other ones for their backpack. Oh, okay. So you just want more room to put your stuff yeah. to display it kind of deal. There'll be um, like a s- big screen up front and <laughs> and it could play lots of stuff. You want a big screen TV in your room instead yeah. of the projector? Yeah, and 
there will be in the back. There will be like in the back of the classroom. There will be like computers, like the newest computer that's ever released. The I newest computers, the best yeah. technology, right? Yeah, well, that's it. If you're going to create your own classroom, you may as well have the best of the best, I guess. You can tell <laughs> Isaac loves technology. Yeah. Well, and you, and you can see from the screen here, you're surrounded by the best of the best there. So uh, like We work at home. So, like, he gets... It's funny how that imprints on them like that, you know? Okay. Anna Jo has went total shy mode. So, yeah. Isaac, will be the, Isaac will be the flip lifestyle kid spokesperson. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You go for it. <laughs> Fab. So... Following on from the type of room that you would you'd like to be in, how would you create your day and spend the most of your time? Would I mean give us a little bit of an idea of how you spend your time now during your school? But would you maybe spend more time outside, more time inside, um, playing more games, more studying? If you sort of could split your day up into whatever segments you like, how would you think you would do that? What? Well, what what is your day like now? What do you do at school? Like when you get there? When I get there, I. Talk well, into the mic, Isaac. I don't know what I'm going to do um, this year and stuff, but last year, when I, this year I'm going to a different school, so I don't know what it's going to be like. It'll be the same as last year, so tell them about last year. I, I think it's last year it had, we had, like, every time like, there's, like, a little line in front of it, and then they, like, drop you off in the car, and then you go inside the school, go inside the gym for morning, and you know, we do, like, the pledge and the pause that's what we called and and so you did the pledge of allegiance in a big group in the gym yeah, right then where did you go and, and then they like taught they like told us the weather and stuff kids went up there and did that okay so they told you the weather and then yeah. where did you go and then um we, um then then we then the principal said um we were dismissed and then we then we go towards classroom and what was your what was your classroom like? What did you did you party all day or did you sit in desks and learn? Sit at desk. Um, we had like a. We did um once. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like we had like a desk. Like we had like a big one that was like this, and then it went that way, and that was it. And it was like six desks messed together so your desks weren't in rows they yeah. were in sort of different so you sat around like a big table kind of yeah. all of the all and of the desks made a big, big table gap at one side to where our teacher could go through but then she moved it to where they're separate and no connected and then she moved it back at like the end of the year oh. so most of your day was spent doing like things at desk right yeah but then you went outside for a little while you went to lunch for a little while so what he's asking is what how would you change that if you could make that different what would you do like because you always you told me at the end of the year last year you got a little bored so like I how would, would you change outside it outside mostly and mostly yeah <laughs> like how long like what would you do outside play just play <laughs> Yeah, fair. Yeah, just just play. Yeah, well, why not? If you can, if you can choose, I guess that's it. I mean, and I would let them like bring their computers and stuff. Oh, so more computer. Yeah. So you would take your computer outside. Yeah. What, yeah, what right. about exercise? Typical American. We don't think anything about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no exercise. Would you play on the playground, or would you like? Do you, what about like all your classes? Like, do you do you want to like read your books outside too, and just do? No. No reading. Okay, we're not doing that. So. Well, there will be no learning except for like. <laughs> well you have to learn that's why you have Except school yeah. all right <laughs>
just off to school for a bit of babysitting. <laughs> yeah, great. So you haven't got an outdoor classroom then. So all those things outside would just purely just be for fun and just enjoying yourself and uh, yeah, no extra learning at all. Well, that's that's fair enough. I can I can see that, especially when you're eight, you uh, you want to spend a lot of time playing with your friends and the, the learning can fit around the playing. That might be an interesting starting point. We were teachers for ten years, my wife and I were. So like, it's just very institutionalized, and I think a lot of kids would echo what he just said. Like. They just want to go outside There's more. definitely not enough play here. Yeah. They get approximately 15 minutes a day. In elementary just, school. Just free play. Yeah. So it. Gosh, that's, yeah, that's quite short, isn't they, it? They don't even get PE every semester. So like physical education. So. Really? Gosh. Too focused on testing, you know? Yeah, we're we're much the same over here, but I think they do get a little bit more outside play than that. But um, but even so, not enough. Um, definitely a, a little bit more of a balance. I think would be uh would be a good uh, a good starting point. It would seem for everybody that I've chatted to about this. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, not alone there. Um, so having having talked about tests, and the, the next question is kind of how do you assess your progress, or how do you know you're improving in the things that you're studying? It sounds like you have lots of tests over there as well. Um. Do you find that a good way to understand that you're learning the things that you've been asked to do during the time? And, and how often maybe do you get to do your tests over there? Isaac, do tests help you know that you're learning something or do they stress you out? Or what do you think about tests uh, yeah, in your classes, you like have. your spelling tests and your math tests? Like talk about that and like the map test, like talk on the mic. Every day it's a test. So every day when we're going to take a test, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't like these. <laughs> Why don't you like them? Because it takes so long. Like in my school, they took like, to get like two done, it took about an hour. Really? Yeah. But don't, do you like the tests when they tell you how you're doing or like, no, what What are tests for? Does it mean anything to you? No. Do you understand it's... if you did well or you don't? Yeah, they go with like grades and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Our, this year, our first math, our first spelling test, it was just so easy. Like, it was only like if and they and this. So it was easy. So you like them because of that? Anna's like, whispering something. Anna, Anna's whispering in my ear or something about tests. Do you want to tell him? She said that she really likes tests because if she does well on her tests, she gets to go and get a treat out of the box. So, so she gets a, a little external rewards. That never happens to me. <laughs> like you don't, <laughs> they don't give you rewards for your tests. They only gave us like out of the treat jar if we did good on our map test, but that's pretty much all. Oh, that's what she said. She liked the map test. The map test is our um, achievement test. Like they give it to them at the beginning and the end of the year to measure uh, improvement. Right. Yeah. Right. So they make a huge deal out of it because the schools get judged on those tests, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It takes yeah. so yeah. long. <laughs> so you don't like taking the big, long, no, standardized tests? They have like about 100 questions. So you don't feel that it's doing it for you. It's definitely just doing it for the school. And uh, that's that's the same over here as well. So, uh, so. It, um do do you do you have a chance to have a chat with your teachers do they do they tell you how you're improving as you're going through just by chatting to you sort of day to day or do you not really feel that you apart from the test you don't get any understanding of how you're progressing did your teachers talk to you every day like do they when you take a spelling test like on fridays did they bring you up and show you what you missed or do they just give the paper back and there's your grade they show you and they just grade. but if you did bad and stuff miss um our teacher she said she would bring you up and um 
like, and help you extra. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you did get a little more help for some feedback there. I, I don't yeah. think I ever had done it. Just like from a parent standpoint, one of the uh, limitations I think of our school system here in America is that I think that if your child is doing well, if they are what we call over here proficient or distinguished, and that's in Kentucky, that's what our testing system is. If they are either of those, I feel like that they don't really get a lot of attention. So um, if you're falling below that, you get a lot of attention, but our kids that are doing well and excelling, they sort of fall through the cracks because we just don't really have the uh, manpower that we really need well, and to. Schools are judged by overall performance. And it's a heck of a lot easier to take a kid from low achieving to middle achieving, right? Yeah. It yeah. is once the kids get to be proficient or distinguished, they're high achieving kids. So it's harder to move a kid from proficiency to distinguished. So you don't get the bump in the yeah. scores. Yeah. You don't get the funding from the state and the federal government. So it's more it's beneficial for schools to focus on not that they shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that like it's, it's, it's easier. Basically your average goes down. They, they work to the, to the median than they do work to the top. And that's just sure. part of the public school system. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's often the case, isn't it? It just, uh, um, it, it works on the funding and it works on what they, what the school needs to do. And it's, it's not focused on per, per individual pupil. And I think that's probably a, an, an important takeaway for, for anything which sort of gets reintroduced back into schools that um, every child's important. And from that standpoint, it doesn't matter whether you're trying to achieve from sort of low to high or from medium to high or whatever it is, you know, just making sure that everyone's progressing and, and enjoying their learning and then every, and everything is possible from that point. And that's, I think that's really key. So my next question is, is how often do you discuss um, things sort of apart from the academic subjects like your spelling and your math and that kind of thing how often do you get to chat about things like exercise and what you eat um do they talk about how much sleep you get or do you do anything like mindfulness or gratitude or, or things that aren't just academic subjects but about your general well-being or things that are part of your life outside of academic subjects do those things get discussed during your school day or during your school week or at any given point Isaac, do your teachers like ever ask you like how you're doing at home or if you're happy or do they, do they talk about it's important to exercise or to eat well? Like, do you guys ever talk about those types of things at school? Nope, not really. <laughs> Except for like exercise because the gym teacher always does it. Right. Do any of your other teachers outside of the gym teacher talk about that? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, just 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 join that particular subject. I, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, if you've got if you've got a separate teacher talking about those particular things, I think they do a little bit of uh, what they call character education. They do some of that, like Isaac was talking about the morning meeting earlier. So <clears> they have a little like I guess mantra, for lack of a better word, that they do. It's called pause. What does pause stand for? Do you remember? It's been like three months since he's been in school. What, so. what does pause stand for? Like, what's the P? Patience and tolerance for others. Patience and tolerance for others. Okay, and then what's A? Always do your best. Always do your best. And then what? What's the W? Uh, do you remember? W, work responsibly and something else. I forgot. Work responsibly? Okay. And what else? What was the it S? Had so, it had, it's, w had something else at the end, but I forgot. Okay. Well, do you remember the W in pause, Anna? And what's the S? 
What's the S? Anything. Now, Isaac, you've only been out of school like two months. You know this. <laughs> so they do, they do incorporate that, but like it's hard, I guess, especially because you guys are in like the UK and your all's system is different. But like it's hard to stress how much there's very few subjects that are tested. It's like social studies, math, science. Well, and then primary is reading and math. And pre- yeah, and, yeah, reading and math. And basically the entire 90% of what they do at school is to bring up their reading and math scores. So, so they may incorporate some science, some health into it, things like that into their reading, but it always reading and math is always the first priority yeah. in the primary years. And like, if you got it, if you go to a meeting and you're like, Hey, I've got these three things that I want to incorporate in here. They'll basically say, okay, where is that on the test? And if it's not on the test, it's the back burner. So if you can do it, you do, if you don't, and teachers are being judged by those test scores too. Like they can lose their job if they're not you know, yeah. performing correctly. So there's no incentive to bring in anything else, but what they want you to teach because it's not going to help you keep your job. So, yeah. And, um, and uh, that often seems to be the case. It's that sort of carpentmentalizing of everything, you know, over here, they've got a thing called PHSE, which is kind of that sort of general health and well-being. but it comes in just a small section of the week in any, and not necessarily all of the time, rather than it being part of the bigger picture. And each time you're learning something, even if it's an academic, bringing it back into your general well-being, how it fits into your day-to-day life and all that sort of thing. They don't seem to be able to do that sort of cross-curricular idea to the extent that I think maybe it would be supportive if it was, if it was a bit more regular, like every day chatting about it, you know, and, and bringing it back into your academic studies and seeing how that fits in generally. So uh, it sounds like um, your system over there is a lot like it is over here. And I think, like you say, with the focus on the tests um, and with that funding in people's jobs, like it kind of makes sense that that's, that's the way it's going. Yeah. And there's a natural tendency to do that when it's a huge system with lots of people and there's, you know, money's involved. So they have to, you know, have budgets and things like that. And they have to prove, I guess, results to the general public that the money's not going to waste. And yeah. so having numbers lets them, lets them do that. We have some friends though, like we've had a lot of our friends have like kind of, you know, went into private education and homeschool stuff because like uh, we have some friends out in San Diego and they send their kid to an entrepreneurial school. It's a school designed privately for making kids more entrepreneurial, more business minded, more independent. And their curriculum is way different than the school systems. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So like there's a lot of like things like that happening over here, um, which aren't possible everywhere, but it is, you know, making things better. Yeah. So it's just a question of sort of looking around your area. And if you find something you think fits and you're in a position to pay for it or in a position to move, then then you can then choose given that, that opportunity. Yeah. I but I mean, like we live in a very small, we we there's, think there really aren't. Yeah. There's not choices. Like, here. Yeah. That's, that's why we go to the school that we go to because um, the independent school that we go to is a lot higher achieving than the county schools. But yeah. we, yeah. we don't have other options. There are no yeah, other yeah. options here. Apart from the homeschooling, and that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> uh, we're not really uh, we, wanting we to stopped that, teaching so. for a reason. We're not getting back yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Great. Um, so my next question is is about um, how often do you talk about um, sort of life cycle, really, about babies being born or for people passing on? Is that something which gets brought up um, within your school year? Um, there's 
my uh, as I said on on previous podcasts, there's my daughter's school has a thing where they ring a big old fashioned school bell every time there's a, a member of their family born, and it's sort of everyone then claps when they hear the bell, and it's sort of quite a nice way of welcoming welcoming in a, a new member to the the community all. Um, and I and I think that's that's a really nice thing to do. Is there do you do anything like that and sort of sort of uh, appreciate the whole sort of life cycle of people being born? Do they talk about that, Isaac? Anybody being born or anybody like dying? Do have or... a new brother or sister or anything like that? Do the teachers do talk about that? Or... Not really. Hmm. Not really. Yeah, I, I don't think that, yeah, I, I don't think that would be... It's probably more on the classroom level. Like, yeah. if somebody had a new brother or sister, they might bring it up at the classroom level, but I don't think it's at, like, a full school level. They do do birthdays um, in the beginning, don't they, Isaac? Don't they do birthdays in the morning in the gym? Before they dismiss us to our class, they, they, the the principal says, "Does anybody have a birthday?" They go up to the middle and then, then they say their names into the microphone, and then everybody in there yells, "Happy birthday!" Okay. Hey Isaac, um, don't say his name, but the little boy who has cancer in uh, that was in your school, um, do they have? Do they did they talk about him or did they talk like I know that was a really big thing for the school last year did they talk about him any in your classroom or did anybody talk about that or did you guys just like hear about it and know about it um they said uh, about him they didn't say anything about him no Um, no like the day he came in um the day he came in he he the principal he um he he like told about him and stuff a lot of people are wearing shirts that says team and his name at the bottom okay i got you so they did they made a really big deal about that in the school last year yeah. supporting him didn't they yeah. and yeah okay yeah that, that's that's that that's happened um in my daughter's school as well there was sadly there was an accident with one of the people just in the year above her and um and sadly the person died and um and and they were very supportive actually they had professionals coming in because obviously this person was a friend with lots of the people there um they had professionals coming in to help but they've since then they've got a memory bench and they've had an assembly and various things pointed throughout the rest of the year just to sort of keep his memory alive and remember that it's not just a one off thing you know it it did happen and it was incredibly incredibly tragic um but at at the same time you know everyone else is still living their life and carrying on and you need that continual support so my next question is: How often do you discuss money and savings or anything financial? Have you, uh, if you done any kind of projects in school which um which work around along those lines? I mean, um, some of the things that happen over here is sometimes there might be a school fete or a school fair, and um and some of the students get to do a, a stall, so they have to sort of plan on how much money they'll need to get the ingredients to make a cake or something, and then they'd sell the cake and see how much profit they make. Is that anything that those sorts of projects? Anything you get a chance to do over there? Um, I think maybe some of the upper levels do like a career fair and some of the like middle and high schools even will do like a entrepreneurial fair. But not the get, elementary schools. Um, I don't know. Do you guys do any type of like you have so much money and you have to buy stuff? Do you do anything like that? Did you, didn't you do? you do a project last year like that though? Like uh, where you had to think of what a business was or something like that? Like, Do you guys do a career fair where people come and talk to you from different jobs? You've had people come in and talk to you, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. So they will do some special stuff like that where community members will come in and talk about what they do. But it's probably like maybe a couple of times a year at their age. Yeah. And, and and also a lot of these things, sometimes it's some schools feel that actually a lot of these things are 
should be covered at home or that sort of thing. And I guess especially in in, um, in your family where you've had a complete sort of change of um, career and a change of lifestyle and that sort of thing, is is that something which sort of comes up to, um, within within your conversations as a family? Oh yes, our definitely da- daily. Like we uh, our our one of our goals is to develop a uh, we're developing a curriculum for kids for entrepreneurship and parents that will help them do that. And uh, we talk about it every day. Our kids already have uh, YouTube channels that are monetized. And they have a checking account. They have there. a checking account. That, <laughs> I don't you know, know a whole lot of other eight and six-year-olds that have checking yeah. accounts, but they have checking accounts. And we talk about, like, they have to earn money around here, and we talk about that all the time because yeah. uh, we know firsthand from teaching and going through the school system that they're not going to teach that to our we kids. We talk a lot about so. opportunity costs. That's a huge thing in our business. If you choose one thing, you lose another. Yeah. We talk about that pretty I mean, much Isaac, every day. Isaac, how many times do you hear me say, if you choose one thing, you lose another? We all make choices. Every day, <laughs> <laughs> I think is the right answer. Entrepreneur <laughs> life. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's it's not taught in schools here, so. Yeah, no, that, that that sounds good, and 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 I think you're absolutely right that those things are, are really important, and and sadly not every family is in a position to help their kids out like that, so it, it does make a bit of a change. Um, and the next question is about: Do you work with a mentor? Do you know what a mentor is? But I, I guess that um carrying on from what you just said a lot of it is 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 a lot of what you just said a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be a teacher or someone that you have extra in your school it can be someone outside of school it can be a, a parent if you've got something specifically you want to work on and it sounds like this project you were just talking about in terms of finances you you would take on that role I guess a little bit of actually um being a mentor for those sorts of students as it do you have any other uh people mentor who help you didn't they do the little who did you tell me was doing the big brother thing or oh that's for her true leading team but it hasn't started yet oh yeah yeah i don't know that they really do this a whole lot at school um especially for people who have like a strong home life and i think that the majority of the students in our school system do um so well, say that maybe not the majority well yeah maybe the majority i would say in our school system yes now there are other school systems around here where that's not the case yeah but um, we have a lot of poverty in southeast kentucky so we but I think that our school district problem. is pretty strong and most people, I think a majority of our students have a loving, caring home life. Yeah. So I think a lot of that mentorship, especially at this age, falls to the parents. And yeah. you know, that's the reason we wanted to set our business up the way that we did so that we could be more involved in their lives. We could go to eat lunch with them at school and spend more time with them volunteering at school. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fantastic. And my my next question is about sort of leading a team of people, and um and and I guess from a parent's point of view, actually having that time to be in school, then then you obviously get a chance to set an example like that. And 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 do you get a chance to work with children along those lines in terms of leading people? And and do the children get a chance to be able to to lead lead projects and things that go on, or is it literally they're much more passive and they end up having to do what they're told via the school or via their teachers? Isaac. When you do projects, does your teacher let you be the leader or someone else be the leader? Or, or are they always just, like any project at school, do you get the chance to be a leader ever? Or do, do, you, work do you work in a group? Or does the teacher just tell you what to do and you do whatever you're told? Talking to the mic, buddy. She tells you what to do and then we sometimes have a group. Uh, when there's a group, do you get the chance to be the leader sometimes or other people get to be the leader? I think I have been a leader. Once. Yeah. What about like when you're walking around the halls and stuff? Like if you're going to lunch, who gets to be the leader? You mean the line leader? Yeah, do you get to be the line leader sometimes? And We had this thing in our class. No, I don't think any other class had this. Well, maybe Anna, but they were, 
So we had this little thing to where it tells you like a job to do. Okay. And I got mine there like twice. And everybody had a job in the class that day. Yeah, but I think it's more of a system, like a fairness type thing. They draw a name out and the person gets to be the line leader. I think that there's a big initiative right now in American schools to go to what's called project-based learning. I'm sure that you've heard of that. Um, That's like a big initiative right now. And they're trying to get more into that. But I think it's just a slow process. Well, they had a project last year, too, where Anna Anna and her group um, got to, they were given this thing called the Coda Pillar. And they had to basically code this little robot toy to drive around the room and avoid obstacles they had laid around. But it was, it, was a, it was a very much like they just basically showed them how the coded pillar worked and the teacher didn't participate. So each right, right. group had to figure it out on their own and come up with their own hierarchy of uh, who was in charge and whatever. And that's pretty you know good stuff for a kindergarten class. So. Yeah, absolutely, and and I, and I think people often they 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 do fall into their their skills and their strengths, then don't they as well? You know, people then put themselves forward for the strengths that they feel that they can do, and um, and that sort of natural selection, I think, then is a is a really positive one because everyone feels comfortable in what they're actually participating in. So yeah, great. Um, and uh, so along the same sort of lines of projects, but um, more about things that happen within school. Do you do any kind of concerts or are there sports events or um, I guess do you do any sort of musicals or or any, any sort of um, production that within the school that you get to participate in or is that something you'd volunteer in or do you not get the chance to do it at all, I guess? Guys, he's school. talking about like the Kentucky Derby uh, field day and yeah, like uh, the... Field day. Uh, what was that? And what was that singing thing y'all did with the Thanksgiving stuff? What was that like? Um... Yeah, they have like they have occasional productions, like where the children will sing. They will um, sort of put on like a play, I guess, for lack of a better term, for the parents. So that's like a couple times a year. Um, they do special things, mm-hmm. like they'll bring in singing groups to perform for the students, um, especially from the local high schools. <clears throat> like they'll yep. they'll bring those kids over and. Uh, and they they do are we're very sports culture minded in America especially but like um, sports are a big thing here so like you know like they every year in the Kentucky Derby happens are you know they go and draw it off and the kids like make little toy horses and they run and race and um, so I think that you would get a and like when the football team is about to have their first game like there's big the football players go over and they have big sports stuff to rally the troops around the community kind of deal and um, so that's I, th- I would say that would be more of an emphasis than like art stuff yeah okay yeah that, that makes and, and from my perception from from over in the uk as well that's the sort of thing that we see a lot of that sort of the big sports events and uh and that sort of thing is the thing that i would get the impression is is much more prevalent on a day-to-day from a school anyway so without question there's a there's a local district here and each elementary school has a basketball team um, right. And that's like third and fourth graders, and there's hundreds of people playing at these games, like watching these games. So, like, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, cool. And and then so just to wrap it up and and, and to finish off, um, I'm interested to know the things that you enjoy doing the most in school, Isaac. Is it um, um, or the things you enjoy in the most rather? Do they happen in school? So with the the, the sports and the, and the clubs that you do in school and the learning you do in school, or is the best part of your day after school, maybe an after school club or a sport activity after school, or I guess just being at home rather than being at school? What's uh, what's the, your favorite part of the day? Do you like to go to school? What do you like the best? Do you like being at school or after school? 
After school. After school, why? What do you mean? Like, why do you? Why would you rather come what home? What do you like about after school? Like after after school, where I'm at home and stuff. Yeah. Um, I play on my computer. <laughs> Back to the computer. Yeah. yeah. What do you like? A, what, what What do you like in school? Because um, you bounce out of the car every morning. You love school. What <laughs> do you like about it? Do you like being with your friends? Mm, just playing on the playground and gym class. Okay. So he, yes. Yeah. So having fun with your friends and, and being active that that all seems like an important part of everyone's day and it's just uh it's whether they whether they see that as an integral part of being at school or just a, a sideline of things they have to do apart from the the studying as well so uh, yeah that seems really important fab well thank you very much for chatting to me i think that's some um, really interesting to get a really good idea of, of how your school is over there in uh, in kentucky and um and i really appreciate your time Isaac, he said oh, he's coming over to my microphone he wants to see you he wants on to the see screen. you on the monitor he said thank you for talking to him about school you're welcome oh thank you so much i really appreciate that and uh yes and and and, and thank you both for, for for being so supportive and um and, and helping us through that that was um really really good and it's great to get your your sort of parental um ideas as well as um your insights as, as teachers as well we love talking about this it's an important topic Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com.